Hello everyone, my name is Nathan Coyle, and welcome back to my podcast series. Last time we covered the famous story of the Phantom Killer of Texarkana. Today we'll be discussing a fictional character named Jeffrey Woods, or as many know him as, Jeff the Killer. I'll be talking about his story and how he earned the name Jeff the Killer. I'll also be reading the story that was written about him in this podcast. With that being said, let's dive deep into the mind of Jeff the Killer. Except from a local newspaper. Anonymous unknown killer is still at large. After weeks of unexplained murders, the anonymous killer is still on the rise. After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely tells his story. I had a bad dream, and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Afterward, I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little ray of light, illuminating from between my curtains, were a pair of two eyes. These weren't regular eyes. They were dark, ominous eyes. They were bordered in black and just plain out terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth. A long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it. A simple phrase, but said it in a way only a madman could speak. He said, Go to sleep. I let out a scream. That's what sent him at me. He pulled out a knife, aiming at my heart. I ju- he jumped on top of my bed. I fought, I fought him back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, trying to knock him off. That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife into my dad's shoulder. The man probably would have finished him off if one of my neighbors hadn't alerted the police. They drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash, like glass breaking. As I came out of my room, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. I looked out to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. I will never forget that face, those cold, evil eyes, and that psychotic smile. They will never leave my mind. Police are still on the look for this man. If you see anyone that fits that description in this story, please contact your local police department. Jeff and his family had moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it would be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain, though. A new better house? What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of the neighbors came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, I just wanted to introduce myself and introduce my son. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy, these are our new neighbours. Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard. Well, said Jeff's mum, I'm Margaret and this is my husband Peter and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. 
Jeff and his brother were about to object when their mother said that they would love, love to. When Jeff and his family are done packing, Jeff went up to his mom. Mom, why did you invite us to some kid's party? If you hadn't noticed, I'm not some dumb kid. Jeff, said his mother, we just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our new neighbours. Now we're going to our, that party, and that's final. Jeff started to talk, but he stopped himself, knowing he couldn't do anything. Whenever his mum said something, it was final. He walked up to his room and plopped down on his bed. He sat there, looking at the ceiling, when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but an odd feeling. He dismissed it as just some random feeling. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. The next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast and got ready for school. As he sat there eating his breakfast, he once again got that feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain, but he once again dismissed it. As he and Lou finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. They sat there waiting for the bus. Then all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them only inches above their laps. They both jumped back in surprise. Hey, what the hell? Jeff said. The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hands. The kid seemed to be about 12, or at least one year younger than Jeff. He wears an astropale shirt and ripped blue jeans. Well, well, well. It looks like we got some new meat. Suddenly, two other kids appeared. One was super skinny, and the other was huge. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid. He had a dopey face. That would you expect a sidekick to have. And he's Tony. They looked over at the fat kid. Talk about a tub of lard. This kid looked like he hadn't exercised since he was crawling. And I, said the first kid, am Randy. Now for all the kids in this neighborhood, there is a small price for bus fare, if you catch my drift. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kid's eyes when one of his friends pulled a knife. I had hoped you would be more cooperative, but it seems we must do this the hard way. The kid walked over to Lou and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now it was powerful, a burning sensation. He stood up, but Lou gestured him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Listen here, you little punk. Give my bro's wallet back or else. Randy put the wallet in his pocket and pulled out a knife. Oh, and what will you do? Just as he finished that sentence, Jeff popped the kid in the nose. As Randy reached for his face, Jeff, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. Randy screamed and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm. Keith dropped his knife and fell to the ground, screaming. Troy rushed him too, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He just punched Troy straight in the stomach, and Troy went down. As he fell, he puked all over. <coughs> Luke could do nothing but look in amazement at Jeff. Jeff, how did you... was all he said. They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing, so they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. 
As Jeff and Lou made it to school, Lou thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids, but Jeff knew it was something more. It was something scary. As he got that feeling, he felt how powerful it was. The urge to just hurt someone. He didn't like it, how it sounded, but he couldn't help feeling happy. He felt the strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. Even as he walked home due to the whole thing near the bus stop and how now he probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore, he felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked how his day was and he said in a somewhat anonymous voice, it was a wonderful day. The next morning, he heard a knock at the door. He walked down to find two police officers at the front door, his mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff, these officers tell me that you attacked three kids, that it wasn't regular fighting, and that they were stabbed. Stabbed, son! Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. Mom, they were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Lou! Son, said one of the cops, we found three kids, two stabbed, one having a bruise on his stomach, and we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now what does that tell us? Jeff knew it was no use. He couldn't say much. Jeff knew it was no use. He could say it was him and Lou had been attacked, but then there was no proof it was not them who attacked first. They couldn't say that they were fleeing because, truth be told, they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself, or Lou. Son, call down your brother. Jeff couldn't do it since it was he who beat up the kids. Sir, it was me. I was the one who beat up the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, but couldn't stop me. The cops looked at his partner, and they both nodded. Well, kid, looks like a year in juvie. Wait, said Lou. They all looked to see him holding a knife. The officers pulled their guns and locked them onto Lou. It was me. I beat up those little punks. I have the marks to prove it. He lifted his sleeve to reveal cuts and bruises if he was in a struggle. Son, just put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it to the ground. He put his hands up and walked over to the cops. No, Lou. It was me. I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. Huh. Poor bro, trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away, said Lou. The police led Lou out to the patrol car. Lou, tell them that it was me! Please! Lou, please, just tell them it was me. I was the one who beat up those kids. Please! Jeff's mother put her hands on his shoulders. Jeff, you don't have to lie. We all know it's Lou. You can stop. Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car sped off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something was wrong. Son, son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords were strained from crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news as Jeff wept in the driveway. After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. He couldn't look at them. Jeff couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep, trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by, with no word from Lou, no friends to hang out with, nothing but sadness and guilt. 
That is until Saturday, when Jeff is woken by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Jeff, it's the day! She said as she opened up the curtains to let light flood into his room. What? What's today? Asked Jeff as he stirs awake. Why, it's Billy's party! He was now fully awake. Mom, you're joking. You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after... There was a long pause. Jeff, we both know what happened. I think this party could be a thing that brightens us up these past days. Now get dressed. Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get ready herself. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a casual shirt and a pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up. His mother in a dress and his father in a suit. He thought about why they would ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party. Son, is that all you're going to wear? said Jeff's mum. Better than wearing too much, he said. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him and hit it with a smile. Now Jeff, remember, we may be overdressed, but this is how you go if you want to make a, an impression, said his father. Jeff grunted and went back to his room. I don't have any fancy clothes, he yelled downstairs. Just pick something, called his mother. He looked around in the closet for what he would call fancy. He found a pair of black dress pants he had for special occasions and an undershirt. He couldn't find a shirt to go with it though. He looked around and saw only stripped and padded shirts, none of which go with dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. You're wearing that, they both said. His mother looked at her watch. Oh, no time to change. Let's go, she said as she heard Jeff and his father out the door. They crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked on the door, and as it appeared that Barbara, just like his parents, way overdressed. All Jeff they could see inside. were adults, but no kids. The kids are out in the yard, Jeff. How about you go and meet some of them, said Barbara. Jeff walked outside to the yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cowboy costumes, shooting each other with plastic guns. He might as well have been standing in Toys R Us, Suddenly, a kid came up to him and handed him a toy gun. Hey, wanna play? He said. Uh, no kid. I'm way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with that weird puppy dog face. Please? Fine, said Jeff. He put on the hat and started to pretend to shoot at the kids. At first he thought it was totally ridiculous. But then he started to have fun. Might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off Lou. So he played with the kids for a while, until he heard a noise, a weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Jeff dropped the fake gun and ripped off the hat. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Hello, Jeff, is it? He said. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. I think we're even. I beat the crap out of you, and you got my brother sent to JDC. Randy got an angry look in his eyes. Oh no, I don't go for even. I go for winning. You may have kicked our asses that one day, but not today. As he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the ground. Randy punched Jeff in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. Jeff pushed Randy off of him. Kids were screaming, and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith pulled out their guns out of their pockets. No interrupts or guts will fly, they said. 
Randy pulled a knife on Jeff and stabbed him in the shoulder. Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it, causing Randy to fall to the ground. Jeff stood up and walked to the back door. Troy then grabbed him. Need some help? He picks up Jeff up by the back of the collar and throws him through the patio door. As Jeff tries to stand, he's kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Jeff, fight me! He picks up Jeff and throws him into the kitchen. Randy sees a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes the glass over Jeff's head. Fight! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff, look at me! Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. I was the one who sent, who got your brother sent to JDC, and now you're just gonna sit there and let him rot in there for a whole year? You should be ashamed. Jeff starts to get up. Oh, finally, you stand and fight. Finally, he's up, says Randy as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happened. Something inside Jeff snaps. His sidekick is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. Jeff grabs Randy and pile drives him into the ground. He gets on top of him and punches him straight in the heart. The punch causes Randy's heart to stop. As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers him down, punch after punch, punch after punch. Blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies. Everyone is looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith. Although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff, Jeff sees the guns drain, trained on him and runs for the stairs. As he runs, Troy and Keith let out fire on him, each shot missing. Jeff runs upstairs. He hears Troy and Keith follow up behind. As they let out their final rounds, Jeff ducks into the bathroom. He grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall. Troy and Keith race in, knives ready. Troy swings his knife at Jeff, who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. He's more agile than Tony, though, and ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack. Keith dropped the knife and grabbed Jeff by the neck. He pushed him into the wall. A bottle of bleach fell on top of, the, on top of them from the top shelf. It burnt both of them. They both started to scream. Jeff wiped his eyes as best he could. He pulled back the towel rack and swung it straight into Keith's head. As he laid there, bleeding to death, he let an anonymous smile. What's so funny? asked Jeff. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. <laughs> What's funny is, is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol. Jeff's eyes widened as Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as the flames made contact with him, the fire ignited the alcohol in the vodka. While the al alcohol burned him, the bleach bleached his skin. Jeff let out a terrible screech as he caught on fire. He tried to roll out the, the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol had made him a walking inferno. He ran down the hall and fell down the stairs. Everybody started screaming as they saw Jeff, now a man on fire, drop to the ground, nearly dead. The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and other parents trying to extinguish the flames. That's when he passed out. When Jeff woke, he had a cast wrapped around his face. He couldn't see anything, but he felt a cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body. 
He tried to stand up, but he realized that there was some tube in his arm, and when he tried to get up, it fell out, and a nurse rushed in. I, I don't think you can get, a, get out of bed just yet, she said as she inserted the tube. Jeff sat there, with no vision, no idea of what his surroundings were. Finally, after hours, he heard his mother. Honey, are you okay? she asked. Jeff couldn't answer though. His face was covered and he was unable to speak. Oh honey, I have great news. After all the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed to trying to attack you, they decided to let Lou go. This made Jeff almost bolt up, stopping halfway remembering the tube coming out of his arm. He'll be out by tomorrow, and then you two will be able to be together again. Jeff's mother hugs Jeff and says her goodbyes. The next couple of weeks were those where his family, visit, where his family visited Jeff. Then, they ca then came the day the bandages were to be removed. His family members were all there to see it, what he looks like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. They waited until the last bandage holding the cover of his face was almost removed. Let's hope for the best, said the doctor. He quickly pulls back the cloth, letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. Jeff's mother screams at the sight of his face. Lou and Jeff's dad stare, awestruck, at his face. What? What happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of the bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the causes of the distress. His face. It, it's horrible. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face turned into a pure white, and his hair singed from brown to black. He slowly put his hand to his face. It had sort of a leathery feel to it. He looked back at his family, then back at the mirror. Jeff, said Lou, it's not that bad. N not bad? It's perfect! His family were equally surprised. Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. His parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching. Uh, Jeff, are you okay? Okay? I've never felt more happy! <laughs> Look at me! This face goes perfectly with me! He couldn't stop laughing. He continued to stroke his face, feeling it, looking in the mirror. What caused this? Well, as you may recall, that when Jeff was fighting Randy, his sanity snapped. Now he was left a crazy killing machine. That is... His parents didn't know. Doctor, is my son alright? You know, in the head? Oh yes, this behavior is, ty is typical for patients that have, that have taken very large amounts of painkillers. If his behavior doesn't change in, the, in a few weeks, bring him back here and we'll give him a psychological test. Oh, thank you, doctor. Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Jeff, sweetie, it's time to go. Jeff looks away from the mirror. His face still formed into a creepy smile. Okay, mommy. <laughs> his mother took him by the shoulder and made him get his clothes. This is what came in, said the lady at the desk. Jeff's mum looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie his son wore. Now we're clean of blood and now stitched together. Jeff's mother led him to his room and made him put on his clothes. Then they left, not knowing that this was their final day. 
of life. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to the sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw the horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks. Jeff, what are you doing? asked his mother. Jeff looked over to his mother. I couldn't stop smiling. I couldn't keep smiling. Mommy, it hurt after a while. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes ringed in black. Jeff, your eyes. His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burned out the eyelids so I, so I could forever see myself. My new face! Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing that her son was going insane. What's wrong, Mommy? Aren't I beautiful? Yes, son, she said. Yes, you are. L let me go get Daddy so that he can see your face. She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. Honey, get the gun. We... She stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway, holding a knife. Mommy, you lied! That's the last thing they hear as Jeff rushes them with the knife, gutting them both. His brother Lou woke up, startled by some noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep. As he was on the border of slumber, he got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked up. Before Jeff's hand covered his mouth, he slowly raised the knife, ready to plunge it into Lou. Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape Jeff's grip. Jeff said, Just go to sleep.